Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. If you take a look at your tunes, what do you see? This week, the gang has a conversation about secular music. Is it acceptable for Christians to listen to whatever they want? And how should we show discernment in what we consume? Let's join the conversation. Well, today on Bully Pulpit, we're going to grab hold of what was certainly, I think, in the late 70s and early 80s, a bit of a hot potato. It's not something you hear so much about in Christian circles today. And that is whether Christians should listen to secular music, be it classical, jazz, rock, or it pains me to use the word disco. Uh, Can Christians listen to it? Or should we actually spend our time listening to Don Francisco and uh, was it Larry Norman? Larry Norman. Norman Why should the devil have all the good music? Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Good good question. (laughs) Maybe that's what what we spend the rest of our time talking about. Um, So I I was a child of the, the, the late 70s and the 80s. And uh, being raised in a very conservative Southern Baptist uh, church in Houston, Texas, you know, we heard a lot. You do not listen to secular music. Mm. And some of my friends did, but there were a lot of us in youth group, you know, we listened to Christian music. Mm. And uh, because to listen to other things would have... Uh, would have corrupted us. I mean, I would have turned out like Carl Truman and Amy Bird if I had been listening to the, to the world's music or Satan's music. But but I think back. I mean, some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the uh, the Jack Chick uh, publications um, and, and those tracks that he would produce and Satanism. I and love the one on the Cookie God. By absolutely, worship the Cookie God. That's fantastic. Uh, absolutely. And the um, uh, oh, there was a guy. Some of you will remember the name John Todd or Johnny Todd. Um, he was an evangelist who went around to big churches and did these anti-secular uh, music mm. campaigns for youth where, where yep. you just had the devil scared out of yeah, you in those yeah. things. And so you'd get in, you know, the backward masking. And you could hear you could hear um, John Lennon say backwards smoke marijuana. No, he was actually saying you're destroying your stylus when you, when you play the record backwards. Exactly. But I oh, so yeah. so that was kind of the milieu that I that I came out of. And I remember when that I first is... began to listen to quote secular music. I mean, I felt like I had. I mean, I had to do kind of in secret for a yeah. while, and I felt kind of dirty. You know, That's Amy, horrible. Todd suddenly makes sense to me. <laughs> suddenly, after all these years we've been friends, finally snapped into mm-hmm. focus. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit he of is. a difference with my background because a lot of the songs that you and Carl like first started telling me that you like listen, enjoy mm-hmm. listening to, um, I was introduced by my, my dad. Oh yeah, on the guitar. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so I was cute? not raised in a home that was forbid us. Todd's younger brother. <laughs> that forbid us from from secular music. Mm-hmm. So I did come from a different background. Yeah. And Carl, of course, was raised in that godless nation yeah. of Great Britain. Well, I was so. converted at seventeen, and within a year or two, I got rid of all my Stones oh, yes. and Hendrix albums. The classic oh. throwaway. Oh, you know, somebody got hold of me with that Christian shouldn't yeah. yeah. no, Chuck, no, the really providential aspect of it was it was just at that moment when LPs were going out and CDs yep. were coming in so I got to rebuy them all anyway so within about <laughs> okay. two years I had them all back I had them only you had those albums still though. yeah well you know um Derek Thomas tells the story after he was converted uh when he was a college student um he had been a a classical music fanatic and he was converted he'd been raised in a 
really a, a very, very unbelieving home, was converted in college. He'd already had the, a really impressive collection of, of classical music that his grandfather had handed down to him. And well-meaning but misguided souls in his life who were kind of discipling him had explained to him that that's secular music and that he shouldn't be listening to it. And so he got rid of his grandfather's entire oh, wow. impressive oh, classical yeah, music yeah. collection. Um, but, but you know, a lot of people have that story. Um, I mean, I remember attending secular music bonfires in the parking lot of my church. Now I I saw you on the beat, the Beatles anthology DVDs. (laughs) You're there in Birmingham, Alabama at the Beatles burning. I I saw you. Oh yes, exactly. Remember when John Lennon said said we're more popular than Jesus at that point, throw them on the fire. You weren't the Klansman, were you? No, 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 no. I was being being as the Klan is a religious order. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But there became a strange uh, subculture. It became a very strange subculture and it it led to the rise of what for a while was a very uh, popular industry, the the Christian music industry, uh, which seemed to kind of fade just as quickly as it as it as it came on. But, you know, my my question on this goes to the heart of I mean, there's a lot of clownish stuff associated with it, but it's worth asking the question, what's appropriate for Christians to listen to? What is inappropriate for Christians to listen to? Can we listen to music simply for the joy of well-crafted music, well-played and well-sung? That's not necessarily about Jesus, but just well-crafted music. Can we listen to that for the glory of God without it being about Jesus? Um, you know, those are some of the questions I, I, I still get. Yeah, um, it's still here. I would draw an analogy with with artwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, if you go back to the 17th century to Dutch Golden Age painting, and you would look at the paintings of somebody like Jan Vermeer. Uh, Vermeer's genius was that he was able to paint ordinary scenes, you might say secular scenes, but to imbue them with a deep beauty that is sacred in a way. Now, for me as a Catholic, a Roman Catholic, but I would say he paints with a Protestant sensibility mm-hmm. in that he can see the sacred in the ordinary. But for me, uh, you know, my house is, is full of prints. We have right. My wife and I have pictures on pretty much every wall. None of them, as far as I can recall, are specifically religious. Right. They are things of, of beauty. They reflect the beauty and the order of the universe, and we take pleasure in them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's anything sinful in doing that, any more than there's you know, anything sinful in taking pleasure in a good filet mignon steak. Right. I think the Lord has created a lot of good things that we can enjoy, and they don't have to be explicitly religiously didactic right. in their intent mm-hmm. in order for us to be able to, to enjoy so whether them. whether you eat or drink, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever you do, do all yeah. to the glory of God. So given the fact that, for instance, um, Hotel California by the Eagles is about the founding of the Church of Satan, um, perhaps you shouldn't listen to that one. Is that yeah? Uh... Uh, you know, the other side of it is, but so many people who say, you know, that this rock track is about this, that, right. or the other. Most rock music, it's gibberish. Sure, the lyrics are complete gibberish. Yes. They are, in some cases, what you make of them. If listening to Hotel California makes you think about the founding of the Church of Satan as a Christian, then right. maybe you shouldn't listen to it. Right. If it is merely a great dual guitar attack piece, <laughs> That's right. I have no problem with listening to Hotel California right. as a great dual guitar attack piece. I have to say, probably it's the only Eagles track you want to <laughs> listen to. I mean, I'm not a big Eagles man myself. But, you know, I think that's... Southern Bridges Road. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch. A yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and we would all yeah. we would though recognize 
and particularly probably the stuff that Amy listens to, that a lot of it, I mean, there, there is music that's, that's profane. Hmm. There is music that, that's, um, yeah. that's sexually profane and, and that a Christian needs to, to, to be really wise. Why would a Christian want to listen to a rap track about right. gang rape? Right. Right. Loaded with the F-bomb. Right. I, you know, it seems to me, I appreciate there's a certain cultural aspect to perceptions of beauty. Mm-hmm. But some things are obviously ugly. Right. Period. Right. Yeah, and, and there's this whole huge gray area of where it takes discernment and wisdom and self-examination. It, that's the hard part about mm-hmm. living as a Christian in this world. And, you know, so we can say, obviously... Rap music about gang rape with the f bomb being dropped, we shouldn't be listening to, and I think everyone would agree with that. But you know, when you bring up the Hotel California one, mm-hmm. you, these are these are hard discussions. I think where mm-hmm. people will fall a little differently yep. in line, and it's very easy to say, "I only listen to Christian music," right. and and to feel safe. And what I'm trying to you know to also talk to my daughters about is the meaning behind all of it. Mm-hmm just because it says Christian music, there's so much bad theology right. in Christian right. music yeah. that we need to protect ourselves against as well. Right. And so you have to use just as much discernment in that genre. Mm-hmm. Christian music that's nothing but sentimental kitsch. Right. Right. That's, I would say, just as harmful, possibly even more harmful. Mm-hmm. Well, the well yeah, and, and that's, that's part of my concern as well, is that there's Christian music that's been produced over the years that can be more damaging than a lot of quote unquote secular music because it gives you a twisted understanding of the scriptures or gives you a twisted understanding of God or of, or of the Christian life. Um, uh, Hotel California is not going to give me a twisted understanding of the Christian life, but there's quote unquote Christian music out there that will. And it doesn't even glorify evil. No. Except that it was it's, written about the, uh, it's painted, the founding of the Church of Satan. Are you talking about Hotel California? <laughs> it's painted as bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, I mean, the message isn't that the Church of Satan is great. It's awesome. Um, what is the message of the song? I mean, and that's if you a look closely question. enough at the album cover, see, y'all, I, I went, to, I, I heard all these <laughs> seminars when I was a kid, so I've got you. I mean, I can, I can tell you just exactly what. All right, um, so is Brown Eye Girl about heroin or not? Um, I don't think so. Although, and the I horse with no name. I would say what is it about? Van Morrison probably had some experience with heroin, though, at some point in his life. What about the argument that you shouldn't buy this stuff because it's funding a particular kind of lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Sometimes heard that. I'm not persuaded yeah. by it, but what yeah. do you think of that? I think that there can, I think there's possible validity to that. How's that for a non-committal? But I do think there's possible validity. Um, so, for instance, I'm selective, so I won't go to a Leonardo DiCaprio movie because I don't want to. I don't want my money making him richer so that he can tell me uh, not to fly on a plane. <laughs> spoken, spoken like a spoken like a good fan of Fox News. <laughs> you, you're making the point I was just about to say is how far do we pedal back on right, that? Because right. you know what products I'm buying in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and, and there's yeah. a lot of choices you got to make. He doesn't fly on planes anyway. I know. No, what are you talking about? And I have to. I do yeah. mixed messages. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I. You know, you on some of this stuff because of the interconnectivity of, of corporations and that sort of thing. <laughs> MSNBC, you, pop you, music. Oh, yeah, you've got to make, you've got to make some Christian judgment calls. even the Christian artists, I mean, so we have one of the co-founders of the Newsboys who's come out as an atheist mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Knapp, yep. who yep. I used to listen to when I was younger and enjoyed her music. Right. Came so can out you listen to her anymore? You know, yeah, th- those kinds of things. And, and, and we would, uh, I would say, 
Yeah, you can still listen to her and, and enjoy the the, the, the the music, just like you can uh, appreciate uh, paintings of certain Renaissance artists who might have been themselves homosexual. Mm. You can still love the fact that they painted some beautiful mm. paintings with without right. approving Is of... Is a Christian guitar riff any better than uh, a secular guitar riff? Depends which of the guitarists. Exactly. Yes. Depends on the guitarists. <laughs> Well, it seems to me this has been a pointless discussion <laughs> through the established version of it all. I'd like to give this word of wisdom to the, the listeners. The most biblical approach to listening to rock music is not to listen to anything after 1980. I, mm. I tell you, if you don't oh. listen to any music produced after 1980, yeah, you have I missed disagree. virtually wow. nothing. Um, other than that, well, we have to uh, speak to you. I, I think we should end with a Bible verse, though, for discernment purposes, and that's 1 Corinthians 15.33. Um, I try to take this with me when I'm with Todd and Carl as well. Um, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, we will listen to you next time. Please visit our website at our... Listen to you next time. I did it again. You don't listen Woo! to anybody. Darn it. Let good me closer, us. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want some bad company to corrupt your morals, tune in again at the same time next Thank week. Thank you. Which, Thank by you the way, I like bad company. So. <laughs> They say to cut my hair, they're driving me insane I threw it out long to make room for my brain But sometimes people don't understand What's a good boy doing in a rock and roll band There's nothing wrong with playing blues lips But if you got a reason, tell me to my face Why should the devil have all the good music? There's nothing Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. The Alliance is a coalition of pastors, scholars, and churchmen who hold the historical creeds and confessions of the Reformed faith and who proclaim biblical doctrine in order to foster a Reformed awakening in today's church. This week for our listeners, we're offering a talk entitled Theology 101 for Christian Musicians. For those of you who are interested in how music should be written in a church setting, go to mortificationofspin.org and check out this message by John Hanna. And join us next week for Mortification of Spin Live. We'll hear a panel discussion where our team is joined by past podcast guests Joel Beakey and Kent Hughes. The talk took place at the 2015 Westminster Theological Seminary Preaching Conference. Here's a clip. My wife is very gracious, but she's still honest. She just says, well, they can't all be your best. (laughs) So I know it was a real bad flop, right? But it doesn't overwhelm me the way that some some men get overwhelmed. It's it's interesting because that's what Katrina tells Carl every Sunday. They can't all be your best. Join us for that next time. And don't forget to visit mortificationofspin.org for posts from Carl, Todd, and Amy, and to listen to Theology 101 for Christian Musicians. That was total chaos. That was absolute (laughs) chaos.
<laughs> oh yeah, that will be an anarchic one. <laughs>